Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Tuesday, June 16th, the year is 2020. I am your host, Will Hunter. Thanks so much for joining us on today's episode of Locked On Spartans. Matt is, Matt's here, but he's not here right now. But you will hear from him in just a minute. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto, our good friends at rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need, rockauto.com. On today's show, we are going to be joined in a minute by Michigan State legend Jarrell Worthy. Uh, Jarrell was kind enough to carve out a, a good chunk of time for us, and we talked about you know, current events, the Black Lives Matters uh, movement, what's going on with college players, sort of finding their voice and helping model programs in a more racially appropriate way. Uh, we talked about his foundation and his time at MSU. So uh, really good conversation, some really fun stories uh, from Jarrell. So that'll be segments one, two, and three on today's show. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Let's not waste any time. Let's get into our interview with Jarrell Worthy. All right, we are super excited to be joined now by Michigan State great Jarrell Worthy played for the Spartans during uh, just an absolutely great run, uh, kind of the first great run of D'Antonio era at MSU, and then went on to have a seven-year career in the NFL. Jarrell is kind enough to make some time for us. How you doing? Thanks so much for uh, making some time for us, Jarrell. Man, I'm doing uh, I'm doing excellent. Um, I appreciate you guys uh, wanting to reach out and talk, and uh, I'm excited about the opportunity of being on the show. So thank you guys for that. No, man, thank you so much for yeah, joining us. That, that's, that's, that's Jarrell 4 0 against Michigan Worthy, by the way. I, I want to get the name correct here. <laughs> Jarrell undefeated yeah, against man. Michigan Worthy. Let's, let, let's be correct here. <laughs> yeah, we got to put that out there. Let's, let's <laughs> right off the top. There. <laughs> there, you yes, cannot indeed. remind the people enough 4 0. And then yeah, a handful of sacks in those games as well, which we will get to. We wanted to start, though. Uh, just with what's going on in the world, we noticed uh, on Twitter you've been uh, outspoken, and certainly uh, as a, a black man who grew up in America, your eyes are probably trained on what's going on in this country. Just your general thoughts on what's going on with the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, the the power that's growing within it, and the support that you can sort of see forming uh, behind it. Just what has your take been on what it's been like in America the last couple of weeks? Um, well, it's been a lot of mixed feelings, I guess. Um, you know, there's been a lot of positive, you know, uh, there's been a lot of positive things, but there's also been a lot of uh, turmoil and, and hardships for people. Um, I think for me, I applaud a lot of the people that are out on the front, that are out on the front lawns and uh, the front lines, and they're really, you know, uh, willing to sacrifice, uh, you know, to be equal. I think it's really it's really sad that a lot of people are fighting so hard just to, you know, just to end up saying that they stand, you know, next to someone. And I guess at the end of the day, man, you know, the, the message is, is starting to really um, hit home for some, but, you know, at the end of the day with this, with this, with this issue at hand, um, you know, people that are against being equal, um, I think, you know, this is going to be a battle that that's going to be going on for quite some time, but, I'm very excited for for the um, for the way that people are responding in this point in this moment in time now. 
Totally. And a lot of athletes like yourself have been super vocal on social media, um, which is obviously an awesome platform. But on the other side, is it nerve wracking at all to have such a voice and voice your opinions as much, knowing that you do have a lot of eyes on you and a lot of people with opinion on athletes voicing their concerns with everything? Uh, Well, I think for me personally, it's just it is frustrating um, because, you know, you want to you know, you see these things, you see these events and you want to get angry. Uh, Your your first emotion Mm -hmm. is to be angry. Um, you're very, you know, when you see, you know, lives of people, you know, being taken away, it doesn't, um, I guess it's, it's very, it's very hurtful when they're, you know, people that look just like you, but, you know, at the same time, it's just continuously going unnoticed. I, I know that, um, you know, police brutality, uh, you know, protesting police brutality, that, that means for all, it's not necessarily, um, just for, 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 uh, for the black community, but, it is the black and brown communities that are highly affected, um, you know, by the police brutality. And so at the end of the day, um, it's a, it puts us in a tough situation because, you know, when we're, we're, we're on TV and we're having fun and everybody's laughing and joking and, and they have an opportunity to experience those three or four hours in which we're on the field and everyone feels great. Um, when that stuff is over, you know, we go back to being, you know, the regular lives of, of people and it's just, uh, it's it's hard being being caught in, in 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 the middle, but it's also rewarding having a um, an opportunity to be able to speak out on such issues. Totally, Jarrell Worthy, Jarrell four and against Michigan Worthy yes, here with yes, us yes, on yes. Locked On Spartans. Yes, sir. Uh, another another thing that's been happening is, and I'm not sure if you've noticed it. Maybe you have a lot of college football players are starting to realize that they have some power, that they're finding their voices and starting to say like, hey, there's some stuff in our program that's not cool with us. There's stuff that is prejudiced against young black men in this football program that I care about. Have you been noticing that at all? And like it's happened at Iowa, Clemson, different places. And what do you make of these young black men who are starting to find their voices and really you know, question some things going around them and speaking up for what they believe in. Um, well, I applaud those young men. Uh, I applaud the young men in general uh, speaking up on things that uh, that are un- that's unsettling. Um, you know, when those coaches come and sit in the the rooms and and of these players, they they come and sit in their homes. They tell their parents that they um, they ask their parents to entrust entrust their child to them, and mm-hmm. and you know they pledge that they'll be treated equally and that they you know that they can help benefit the program and so um you know as a parent you're you're sending your child off to to essentially be groomed for a very important part uh of his life and so when these kids are or are learning and and finding out about themselves but then they're also starting to find out that the world isn't always um so pretty uh it's it's it's, sometimes it gets frustrating to deal with but then you know, for a lot of these players, they're coming out and they're putting their scholarships on the line. They're putting, you know, their position in the in the in the college ranks online, and, and as well as, um, as well as you know, their futures in the NFL. And I just applaud these guys just because um, you you have to sacrifice those things if you want, you know, to 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 move the needle. And so mm-hmm. I, I think it's uh, it, it speaks volume to the um, the way a lot of these players. Um, are just knowledgeable of, of current events and they're, mm-hmm. and they're wanting to do things done. They wanting to get things done in the right way. So I applaud them for that. And to change up the topic here, uh, like a good millennial for this podcast, um, 
the, the research, I do a lot of it on Instagram, a lot of social media. Uh, it, it, it looks like you're keeping busy with all things football. Uh, you got a wonderful family that I'm sure is taking up a lot of time as well. But you also got uh, Worthy to Win Sports Academy and Beyond the Game brand. Now, <laughs> you want to go into those and tell us what that's all about? Yeah, so uh, to begin with the Worthy to Win uh, Sports Academy, it is a uh, academy that I partnered with um, a former teammate of mine, Jerry Swin. Um, where we just have opportunities to uh, train the youth and 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 um, a lot of uh, position specific drills and um, but realistically for our older kids and uh, you know more of the high schoolers uh, we uh, offer mentorship programs and give them opportunities uh, to be able to um, speak with people that they have the same interests and in, in careers and pathways and and we just try to uh, uh, realistically just get the wheels turning for a lot of these. Uh, players that, you know, football is going to end one day. And, yeah, it's our it's our job to use, you know, every ounce of our abilities to uh, propel us into a successful field. But, you know, our bodies are going to give out on us one day. And, you know, guys have to be able to, to interview well. They have to be able to uh, know how to handle their finances well and, and realistically um, just be in control of themselves mentally and spiritually. And um, because that, that those are the two things that get challenged the most. Um, when something that uh, you love so much gets taken away from you. So uh, Worthy to Win Sports Academy is just a great opportunity for guys to come get some good work in and train. Um, but realistically, we're just trying to groom uh, uh, each and indiv- each um, individual uh, for a successful life after football. We will be right back with more from Jarrell Worthy in just a hot second, as Matt likes to say. But first, a word from our friends at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Yes, hundreds. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts that are like high-end stuff. Like You really got to know what you're doing to, to put those in all the way down to tail lamps motor oil carpet, things you and I, regular jamokes, can uh, fix on our cars day to day. And whether it's for your classic car, your daily driver, whatever, truck, car, minivan, they've got everything you need in a few easy clicks and it will be delivered directly to your door. No more dealing with uh, the troublesome experience of going to a car parts store and having no idea what you're uh, looking for and struggling to find it. You can find it all easy at rockauto.com. And best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? It just doesn't make sense. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Is that uh, that idea, the the, you know, preparing for life beyond football, being well-rounded, not just like, all right, I got to work on my stance or I got to work on this technique, this hand technique. Is that idea something that now that you have gone through college, you you had an NFL career, is that something where you look back on and be like, man, I I wish I had something like this to help me on my journey. And you're trying to sort of fill that void for the next generation. Is that kind of where that comes from? Yeah, it, it, it comes from, you know, understanding that, you know, there is no success without, you know, the help of someone else. I think, um, you know, I wouldn't be in this position I am today without having, you know, somebody 
um, keeping me out of trouble or, you know, telling me to do the right things. Um, I think, you know, our coaches, our coaches become extensions of our family. Um, the people mm-hmm. that we're around majority of the time of our careers, um, you know, their ideas sometimes end up becoming our ideas. And so it's important that uh, you have, you know, the right type of coaches around you uh, influencing you in the right way and just letting you letting people know that, you know, this guy may be different. He might be from um, another walk of life. But, you know, with, with this game that we got in front of us, man, we have opportunity to come together and, and do something that's worthwhile. And so, you know, Coach, Dan, Coach D'Antonio um, really instilled that us into us when we were at Michigan State, which, you know, which is one of the reasons that made us so successful because we were a family. And so that's what made it so fun to even play. And, um, you know, worthy to win Sports Academy, we just try to continuously do the same. And, you know, things like this just transitions over in, um, into our, our <clears throat> another program that I'm, that, I'm, uh, that I'm happy to be a part of, uh, which is beyond the game. And, and realistically, we're a group of, you know, athletes and, and a couple uh, venture capitalists and, and investors. And, you know, we have opportunities to, um, you know, learn how to invest, learn how to take care of your money after football is done. Mm-hmm. Um, learning how to uh, learning how to process and analyze deals uh, as far as uh, investment stocks, um, you know, connecting with people um, that are in uh, that are in specific fields that you have interest in, and just getting these uh, athletes to realize that they that they hold the power, whether it's on the field or off the field. Um, everybody wants to be a part of our brand, uh, and they they want to be associated with the NFL brand. And if you can do it in the right way, then it can it can be a great benefit for you. And we'll definitely get to MSU questions here in a bit. But I just have one more NFL question. Um, so like I said earlier, you were in the NFL for seven years, six different teams. I got to know, it's a pretty broad question, but what is the toughest part about that kind of journeyman lifestyle in the NFL? Um. Well, let's see. So I've had an opportunity to be a part of a few teams uh, more than uh, a couple years. So I did, I technically did three seasons in Buffalo and two and a half in Green Bay. And so like, you know, I think, you know, being a part of uh, the Packers when I first originally started out was such a blessing for me because I actually learned from um, some really uh, bona fide veterans and, um, it gave me an opportunity to learn how to work and train and, and to approach the game in the right way. Um, you know, unfortunately, going through some injuries, I, def- I definitely didn't account for that stuff because I, I didn't miss any time at Michigan State. So mm-hmm. it was it was kind of tough dealing with a few of those things, um, you know, back surgery, having an ACL. Um, that a, lot of, a few of those things really um, kind of hindered some, some stuff. But as mm-hmm. far as, like, my journey, man, um, I was excited, man. I got an opportunity to – to be around um, some great teammates, some great people, and I've learned from a lot. Um, I think the the greatest thing is is just uh, it didn't matter what situation I was in, um, I was having an opportunity to learn from somebody um, who was either you know at the same level as me or or or, or slightly above me, and and it was a benefit and um, to my game moving forward. Jarrell, are Bills fans as crazy as they seem? They've got to be, right? Like jumping through tables on fire. They seem just crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. No, they're 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 crazy and then some. I mean, they're really <laughs> realistically, it's like, you know, so 
Um, so basically, you know, with MSU and, you know, you know, basically when those guys make the final four and stuff, they're burning couches and mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. Like it's a, it's literally like that every Sunday. <laughs> like that's, that's what they live for. Um, and it's so exciting to be a part of man, because like, it's like a mosh pit, bro, before the games and it's like smoke <laughs> everywhere. It's, it's like, you know, and it's, it's really funny um, because you know Sean McDermott, um, the the new the coach pre, uh, at this point in time now, um, he's a shorter guy, but he's like he walks among the crowd before the games and stuff. And I'm and and Kats were always worried about his safety because he was going out to the you know to the to the dungeon. But you know, I mean, it was it was pretty cool, man. Like those those fans really love um, Buffalo Bills football. They live it. They breathe it. Um, you know. They've been to the. They've seen success because they went to the Super Bowl four times. Now, unfortunately, yeah. they didn't win any of them, which is, yeah. I mean, specifically, <laughs> I've never, even, you know, that's really unreal uh, to make four <laughs> Super Bowls in a row and and not to win any of them is. But I mean, they know they they know what uh you know what some success tastes like, man, and they they definitely are trying to get back to that. Yeah, you, when you got to Buffalo, you're like, yeah, this feels familiar. I got stuff on fire, like back in Cedar Village. Oh, yeah. I, I, I can feel oh, yeah. it. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> thought I was in the field. I, I thought I was right in Cedar Village. Man. I was like, oh man, this is this is definitely uh, this is Grand River all over. Again. This, is, this is definitely where I'm supposed to be at. I mean, but everybody was cool, man. I mean, it was it was a really it was a really cool town, man. They go hard. Uh, the Packers, they go hard. Um, it was so funny, man. I had a friend, uh, family friend come up with my mother, and, and um, you know, I dropped them off before the game, and I'm coming into the game, and, uh, you know, I'm like, all right, guys, I'll see you guys later. And so, you know, they, they, you know, hang out amongst the tailgates and walk around and stuff. And, and by the time I, you know, I see my friend at the end of the game, he's hammered. And so, like, my mom is like, and so, like, I, I look over at my mom like, man, what do you do? What, like, what you do to my friend? She's like, no, baby. Like, he, like, he, we got there, and all of a sudden, he was like, hey, I'm going to walk around for a bit. And he came back to me like that. And so she was like, <laughs> she was laughing because, man, she was like, man, he was, when I walk around, and, like, I had your jersey on or whatever, and, like, the fans were just so grateful. They just kept handing me drinks, bro. <laughs> And so, uh, it was it's, it's fun, man. When you get those um, when you get those fan bases that you know that are truly diehards. Uh, Pittsburgh's another one. Um, when you get those those true true fan bases, man, um, you'll have some very interesting stories. Yeah, if you want interesting drinking stories, Green Bay and Buffalo are the places to go in the NFL. Jarrell four and zero against Michigan, worthy uh, with us yes, here. Let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about your MSU career. When you are, I don't know, bored driving or just sitting at home sort of daydreaming and you're like reminiscing back on your time at MSU, what are the maybe one or two things that most pop into your mind? Like those memories, the game specific moments that you most remember from your time at MSU? Oh man. Um let's see. So um, I re- number one, I remember I remember getting yelled at and cursed out my very first day by Coach Manny. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I know, I know that for a fact. It was a group of us. We were in a math class and we were let out of class on time. And I guess like because of where it was on campus, we showed up 
And, like, you know, we were behind, and, like, Coach Manning just is so military style. He's, like, he doesn't – there's no excuses for it. And so, you know, we're coming out there. First day, we're so excited on campus to work out with the rest of the big guys. And as soon as we jog through the tunnel, we're like, hey! He's, he's yelling at us and stuff. Everybody gets big-eyed. And, like, that's when you realize, oh, my God, I'm in college now. I'm not back in high school. I'm not I'm, I'm not. I'm not the big guy on campus anymore, so I got to earn my keep. Um, but just from the games, man, I think, you know, um, we've had, we've had, we had some great games, uh, beating, beating Notre Dame was a, was a phenomenal one, um, on the fake field goal. Um, you know, obviously Wisconsin and the, and the rocket play to Hail Mary was phenomenal. Uh, our first big 10 championship was with, against Penn state. Um, we had to go on the road to get it done. Um, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of funny moments, man, on that, on that, in that game. I think Trent caught an interception in the end zone and actually thought he was like Deion Sanders and tried to, he tried to run it out. To, he tried to take it That's like right. 110 yards. Uh, he tried to take it 110 yards and then like he didn't make it to like the 10 yard line and they stripped the ball from him. And you talking about just a defense that was so angry. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hey, we were looking at him like, and we're about, oh man, we're about to lose it. But we went on to win the championship, man, and it was, um, it was like my first championship. So that was, that was a real solid moment. Um, I would give anything to go back to our to the very first Big Ten championship game that we did play um, against yeah. Wisconsin because you know I think, you know the 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 guys in black and white owe us owe us one. So we definitely <laughs> could have, we definitely could use a, a replay to that one, but. You know, we, you know, playing against Michigan, man, the emotion that comes in with that, you know, hearing all that type of stuff throughout the, um, throughout the year, the off season, uh, you know, being out in the communities and, and things like that, that fueled, that fueled the fire. Um, you know, it was crazy. I got my tattoo and people were going crazy about it. And like, I'm oh, like, yeah. man, I, yeah. you know, I didn't even, I didn't even intend for it to, you know, go, you know, uh, viral at that moment, but I just, you know, I really, I really, you know, bleed green and white, and I just was excited to, to have fun with my teammates, man. Okay, we'll be back with more from Jarrell in just a second, a hot second. But first, a word from our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. You guys know this. If you are new to this show, you just saw, oh, Jarrell, were these on the podcast? That's cool. Maybe I'll check it out. We, Matt and I scream at everyone for, we've been doing it for months about Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein bar you're going to find. They've got all kinds of different flavors. Peanut butter brownie, toffee almonds, another classic salted caramel is great. Mint brownie, just like a ton of them. You got to check it out, BuiltBar.com. And right now they've got uh, a liquidation sale going on. Uh, up to 50 and I think in some cases even up to 60% off like they're getting rid of all their stock they're bringing in a new and improved formula here soon so they are getting these bars out of there you need to go take advantage of this go to builtbar.com to check that out and you can use promo code locked on and you'll get $10 off your first order that's promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com we are also brought to you by Mima Remedies. Mima Remedies is a CBD company providing full-spectrum CBD, hemp oil, and flour, and it's owned and operated by some Michigan State alums, and they're residents of Michigan as well. We love supporting our fellow Spartans on this show. All of their products, no additives, 
no flavoring. It is legit, true stuff. It is third-party lab-tested always. Always third-party lab-tested and always below 0.3 THC, which is the psychedelic stuff, the stuff that makes you fail a drug test. They don't have it in their products. Always below 0.3% THC. And Mima is celebrating the occasion. They're back in Michigan, celebrating their first harvest in Michigan to make high-quality CBD products right here in our great state. And they want to pass on a deal to you. Go to MimaRemedies.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 25% off your order. That's MimaRemedies.com, M-I-M-A, and promo code LOCKEDON. One word, LOCKEDON, for 25% off your order. If you're looking for high-quality CBD products from a brand you can trust, Mima is a match made in Michigan. Just to go back to that Michigan game either, which, by the way, in case we haven't made it very clear, uh, 4-0 never lost to Michigan. <laughs> Just want to hammer that into the ground really quick right now. Um, from, from, a, like, from a nerdy fan like me, from my perspective, very, very easy mm-hmm. team to hate and get up for every day. But like, what about as a player? Like, Was that a pretty easy team to emotionally get up for and a pretty easy team to hate in between the lines? Or what was it like from your, your point of view? As far as playing Michigan, you mean? Yes, yes, yes. Oh man! Well, it was easily it was easy to hate. Um, it was easy to hate just because of like, like literally from the moment they step on the field, man. Like they literally feel that they are walking like they're walking gods. Like, and I'm just and I just really have to be honest with you guys. So well, yes, yeah. that's how that's how <laughs> they carried themselves. And so you know, obviously, they had some success you know, doing Lord Card's era, but they didn't win a national championship. And so, like, at that time, it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't them, you know, just dominating the Big Ten. You know, they had mm-hmm. some, you know, great competition. They had some really good players, but they really felt as if they were just so superior. And, you know, that very first time we went down there, we won. It was, you know, it was really mind-boggling for them. And they kind of like, oh, this is a fluke. And, you know, Javon Ringer's running all over the place. And they're like, oh, my God, this is a fluke. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, we talked about that. We ran it. This, you know, Coach D got his his get back after the little brother stuff, and mm-hmm. and they so they thought it was they thought it was over. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know, what Coach D said, it's never over. Like we're literally we're about to run the table, and that's what we did. And so, I mean, it was fun, man. I mean, you know, from uh, Taylor Lewan getting Will Ghoston suspended because he was being <laughs> he was, he was basically, you know he was he was being an ass during the entire game <laughs> doing stuff that just wasn't. It just was doing stuff that wasn't fair, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Will, Will, you know, Will is, is such a – he's a huge giant, right? But, uh-huh. you know, he's only he's only showing emotion when he's making the plays. Otherwise, he's very calm and collective. And, and Buddy was just, you know, just doing extra stuff. I mean, man, Will – I mean, it was so funny, man. Will just hauled back and cocked him in the you know, in open field. I'm like, no. I'm like, no. <laughs> So I'm like, I said, Will, I'm like, you gotta do you gotta do that in the pile, man. Like, oh, oh my we know all this we know all this stuff all I mean, because this stuff goes on all the time, man. So there's I mean, there's stuff going on under the piles all the time. But I'm like, man, you gotta catch him, you know what I mean? You gotta catch him in the goal line situation or something. Like right. you out here we all we on the opposite hash and he took a swung at, you know, at the big left tackle. So it just was it was a uh it was a crazy battle, and, you know, I had guys from my hometown that were on the team. Uh, Mike Shaw was there, Will Roundtree. Uh, I mean, Roy Roundtree was there. Um, we had uh, – they had a tight end as well. So, it was like 
you know, they had people that I had knew from my neck of the woods on the team. So that's what made it even more sweeter uh, going up there and, and, and doing our thing. Jarrell, uh, I was at the game at Michigan 2010, and I like to say it's the quietest 110,000 people can ever be. Uh, and it was absolutely ever. enjoyable. <laughs> uh, what's more ever. fun? Beating Michigan at home with like 2011 raucous crowd pro combats, right? That was really cool, really fun. Or going on the road, big house, absolutely jam packed, and just laying a beat down quietly while no one is cheering in the stands. And it's just you look around and everyone's just silent and sad. What what is more fun? Oh, easily the easily the road game. Just because okay. you know, like when we, I'm gonna be all the way honest with you. Like when we step on the field at Michigan State. And we step in the woodshed, bro. Like, there, I mean, there's a confidence about ourselves that we have no doubt that we're going to win. And it doesn't matter what team, you know, was coming in there. That's how we felt. And, you know, for Michigan, uh, going down there on the road, man, like we had, you know, everything going against us a little bit. We were up and down um, that week. Um, to be honest with you, what was, the, what was so funny, man, so Tony Lippett was playing um, – Tony Lippett was playing Denard Robinson in practice. And when mm-hmm. I say, like, he was running he was running all over us, he about broke up our team that week in practice alone just because <laughs> he, was, he was imitating Denard Robinson so well that it was making us so angry. On, like, you know what I'm saying? Because he's on the scout yeah. team, but he's, like, making some of the, you know what I'm saying, some of our great players look bad. Like Tony yeah, it's was Tony Lippett. <laughs> yeah, like, Lippett is just a, an excellent athlete. He, you know what I'm saying? Like, an overall, like, crazy athlete. So, He's running all over the place, and like it's like Mike Dick, like pop, pop, pop. You know what I'm saying? It was it was really funny to see, but I mean, cats were really upset that week because you know he was making us look silly. So we had a lot of stuff going on, and then you know we took our frustrations out, you know, and in the uh, in the big house, and and it was it was so so rewarding, man. Um, you know, we blocked the field goal. Uh, we were dominating them, sack after sack, left and right. Um, you know, Edwin Baker goes goes the distance and quiets the mm-hmm. crowd. Like it was really, it was really, uh, it was an excellent uh, win for us. To take it all the way to the end of your MSU career, I remember uh, you. I forgot who you gave an interview to, but uh, I believe you said some long lines of if you guys did lose the Outback Bowl, you possibly would have returned to state. So I guess just how, exactly how close were you to coming back for your senior season to East Lansing? Oh, it definitely was 50-50. Like, okay. I wasn't, you know, very – I very, I really wasn't sold. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed every every part of MSU, man. I had built something there that was uh, that was very uh, – it was something I was extremely proud of, you know, from my coaches to um, the teammates that I had, uh, you know, and just our overall experiences, man. Like, I really enjoyed, you know, uh, spending my time with those guys in off season and – and, um, you know, to be honest with you, I just – I really felt in my mind, like, you know, that we had an opportunity at some point to win a, a national championship with some of those guys if we could have um, stayed together. And I just felt like, you know, I, I – the only uh, one of the only reasons that uh, that I ended up going to the NFL, you know, my, my, my father had a stroke um, during my college career that kind of really uh, messed me up mentally. Uh, it was like my dad's one of my – um, my father is, is, is everything to me. And so like, you know, he's my rock and like, he's one of the, you know, most positive and strongest men I know. And so, you know, I'm going through these, going through this stuff and, you know, he had a stroke during two days. And so like, I'm, 
you know, I'm practicing and all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm, people are coming up to me like, Hey, you might want to sit down for this. And I'm, and all of a sudden, you know, coach D sending me home. Someone like one of the assistants is driving me back to Dayton, Ohio. And, you know, and then my mom was dealing with some diabetes at the time. And so realistically, um, you know, it was just, I felt like at the time it was something that I had always wanted, but it was mm-hmm. just something that I felt like, you know, I, I felt like it could have waited. You know, I, I enjoyed playing in the NFL. I enjoyed every bit of, of, of every ounce of football, but you know, I, I love family, man. I love my teammates, uh, my friends and, um, I just enjoy, you know, uh, going to work every day and, and have a success. Um, and, and we were doing that and that's what it, it really was. It really was a tough decision for me. Um, but realistically, man, I don't regret any of it, man. I don't, re- I don't regret any of it. And I've had, a, 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 some great, great experiences. All right. Jarrell worthy, Jarrell four and against Michigan worthy with us here. We're going to end the interview with a little bit of a lightning round. Okay. Jarrell just kind of like fill in the blank stuff. All right. I got you. All right. The craziest person I played football with at Michigan State was blank. Craziest person ever. Oh, my God. Oh, man. (laughs) Right in the hot seat to start. (laughs) No, man. No, I mean, we've had some – we've had some crazy guys. Uh, (laughs) Man. That's what I, well, we have some characters, though. So crazy. Um, Just like who's going to run through a brick wall to make a play? Like who is the guy whose hair is literally on well, fire? Um, well, a guy like that was, was Danico Denico Allen to run through a brick wall. Like, and he mm. was a brick wall. Yeah. So I definitely, <laughs> I definitely uh, you know, I definitely would tell you that much because he was, he was definitely um, a brick wall. Um you know, one of the guys that ended up transferring um, that, man, I would have I would have loved to see finish his career at uh, Michigan State was Rod Jenneret. Like, it was um, a few situations in which he had that was unfortunate. I would have – I really wish he could have had, you know, the type of mentorship that these players have and the resources that these players have now. Um, mm-hmm. Because when I say that he, he was a – he was a Sunday – he was a Sunday type of player – he literally what he could hit like me and my like me and my award. And so like it was like it was really uh it was really a sight to see in practice. Like coach had to tell him to chill a few times. <laughs> like okay. it, it would be funny. It would be funny, man. So he, he was probably he was probably the craziest other than other than Glenn Winston and how mm-hmm. and how angry he would run the football. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> How about uh, the, the loudest you've ever heard Spartan Stadium is blank? Ooh, man. Um, There's some good ones, too, because that, that, that was kind of when I started at State, too. I was 2010 to 14. And there were some bangers of games there, so I can't imagine being on the field for some of these. Yeah. Man, we've had we've had some insane games. Um, so, Michigan overtime win, Larry Caper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. Insane, insane. Um, when we Rocket had to be so loud. Yeah. 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 Rocket was, was insane. Um, yeah. Rocket was, Rocket was insane. Notre Dame, the, uh, oh man. Uh, I, I forgot what we call that. All little giants. Uh, that play, yeah, man. Little giants, man. And, and I mean, yeah, it was so crazy. Just them, signaling in that call, like them running on the field with the signal. 
And I'm looking like, oh, we're about to fake this. Like, I was on the, <laughs> I was, I was on the field goal team, like, and so I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, like, obviously they put in the guys that can catch the football, you know, at those positions. Yeah. But right. I knew, I knew all the calls. And I'm sitting down there at the end of the bench. I saw them running on the field with the signal. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're going for it all right here, brother. And I'm like, and I'm looking at guys. And then all of a sudden, man, you know, a couple of, the, a couple of those guys fall in, in coverage and, you know, Charlie Gann is, is, is as clutch as they come, man. Um, he was another one, man. He definitely he definitely deserved to play on Sundays. He was one of the hardest hardest guys I've ever went against as far as, like, blocking. Um, mm-hmm. Charlie Gann was so strong and, and, and consistent, man. Um, he definitely was a man. The, uh, the player most likely to make you say wow in practice at MSU, who is that? Um, it's a toss-up between Tony Lippett and Keyshawn Martin. Um, both of these guys were video games, uh, video game type of players. Um, stop on the dime, make you look silly. Um, Keyshawn Martin he did it a lot more often than than Lippitt just because, you know, Lippitt was in just that position that week against Michigan where you had to display his skills. But um, once Keyshawn had the ball in his hands, man, I mean, it literally was yeah. like a video game. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, to be honest with you, when he first came into, because we were all a part of the same recruiting class, you know, we, you know, you see guys, um, you see the guys you're coming in with, and so you start to look at their highlights. And, and I'm literally, I know for a fact when we were in there our freshman year, and we were all talking, um, everybody was talking about Keyshawn. We're like, oh, man, did you see this dude's highlight? Like, I mean, it literally, it was like, I mean, I had, it was, it was one play on his highlight tape lasted like 12, 15 seconds, and he was running all over the place. So, I mean, it, it um. He definitely, he definitely was a was an ankle breaker. This is the last one for me. Uh, MSU teammate that you're still closest with? Cool man. Um, it's yeah, we got hard ones though, man. Mm. Yeah, so we've got a we've got a group chat, man. Um, you know, uh, we've got a group chat amongst football players. Um, you know, I'm 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 actively still cool. Uh, you know, uh, Benny Fowler, Draymond, they're you know some of my closest MSU gotcha. buddies. Nice. Um, Denzel Drone. Uh, they're, you know, some of the, some of my closest guys, but as far as, um, consistently, you know, we talk every day in our, we have a Spartan dog group chat. So, I mean, there's, um, there's Javon Ringer in there, BJ Cunningham, Mardell, uh, you know, there's, you know, Glenn's in there. We've got guys from, you know, older, older, uh, you know, older generations, like, you know, um, uh, we've got, um, I'm, I apologize. I'm sorry. Um, Roland. We have we have Roland Martin in there, Jesse Miller. Mm-hmm. So these are guys that have you know, um, Coach Dan Anto- Coach D'Antonio's first year. Um, you know, I, I thought that they could have, you know, instead of going seven and five, they lost so many games by three points or less that year. They definitely they definitely had an opportunity to be like you know, uh, ten and three or you know eleven and two or something around there. Man, they they had that type of talent. You go back to Draymond, too. Uh, one of my memories, this is when, like, Twitter first started. Uh, me and my buddy in the dorm one night were going back and forth with you and Draymond about how to join Team Easy and how we can uh, yeah. fill our application process. <laughs> we never found out exactly, well, really what it was or how to do it either. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that rings a bell, actually, <laughs> come to think about it. So, we'll, uh, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll hit you up on Twitter and, and figure out how to get this started uh, 10 years later, basically. <laughs> Hey, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get an application together, man. Like when I say, like it was, it was going around so crazy. To be honest with you, we didn't even know how to like. There was like how people got in. I think 
I mean, we all came in together as freshmen, and um, yeah, you know, I I, uh, I drew I drew near to those guys. Um, Benny Benny Fowler was he came in after us, and you know, those guys played basketball at Country Day. I mean, not Country yeah. Day, but they played AAU basketball and stuff together. And so, like, it was it just was funny, man. That we came up with the team, and and everybody just started you know talking about it, and um, it was really so it was funny, man. Being in the Claire Bell Smith Center, you walking in there, everybody like, oh, team easy, oh. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. If you're any group of five foot nine guy that's horrible at basketball and football, uh, I'm your guy. If you, if you need anyone like that, it's oh perfect. man. <laughs> hey, we can use we can use a guy, especially especially in your line of work, man. Perfect, love it, man. All right, I'm I'm sold. I'm all in. Jarrell Forno against Michigan Worthy, uh, MSU legend. Nice NFL career. Uh, thanks so much for making some time for us. Uh, this was a lot of fun, man. Uh, we hope you're doing well. Foundations seem like you're doing some really great work, and we hope that uh, continues and all the best health and uh, safety and all that during these times. Um, yeah, man, we appreciate the time. It was a lot of fun. Man, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, always a pleasure to talk old memories and, and, uh, and Spartan football, man. I, I always enjoy the opportunity, guys. So anytime you guys need me. Okay, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Locked on Spartans. If you were looking for uh, somewhere to get some NFL content, right? We got some camp-type stuff coming up. A lot of football fans in the audience, probably a lot of NFL fans. You need to check out Locked on NFL, one of our great podcasts here on the network. And Matt and I will be on the Locked on Big Ten show later this week discussing the Michigan State football season, doing a little bit of a preview, summer preview episode Uh, over there locked on Big Ten. So look out for both of those things. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt isn't here to take us home, so I will just say have a great day, and we will see you back here on Thursday with another episode of Locked on Spartans.